This ad-free podcast is part of your Slate Plus membership. Lucky you. Hello and welcome to this mini episode of Big Mood, Little Mood. I am your host, Danny M. Lavery, and this show is for you, our Plus subscribers. Our guest this week is Adrienne Marie Brown, author of Grievers and co-host of the podcasts How to Survive the End of the World and Octavia's Parables. And here we are reading a letter from a listener. Let's move our focus to something that we can easily fix in the next okay. couple of minutes, because this <laughs> one's just a big old open-ended question. Oh, yeah. This is our last uh, official letter, and the subject is delightful. It's orgy to U-Haul. Mm. I have a wonderful, supportive partner. We've been together for a few months and are meeting each other's friends, and they want to meet my family. The only catch is that we met at a queer sex party hosted by my ex. This was my ex from three years ago. We're friends now. We need to get our story straight. My partner and I agree that we are not telling people we met at an orgy. Can we just say a party? (laughs) Mutual friends? How do we navigate going from orgy to nesting? (laughs) I thought this was such a sweet letter. Like, um, first of all, I wanted to say congratulations on, on this sweetness. You know, this is one of the most glorious phases of relationship when you're in that early, you know, heady state and you're like, oh, I like you enough to show you to my people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you can come up with whatever you want. I, I think that, you know, for me, I always like to stay close to the truth, <laughs> you know, or something that is like, this is true and we don't have to tell the whole, you know, all the details of it. So I think saying you met at a party is fine. And, you know, even the there's aspects of that that you may want to share, like what it was like to first see each other, um, you know, and then you don't have to be like, you know, see each other having sex. You can just say when I when we met eyes, you know, like there's there's as much of it that you want to share, you get to decide on. And I do think that it can be something that is a delicious little scandalous bit of content that you can make eyes at each other and just have that little piece between you that you're like, even as you tell it, you know, there's more and it's for y'all your own intimate, you know, knowing to, to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's super easy to just, you know, yeah, we met at a party and, and, you know, no shame in the game. And this may change over time. You know, it may become something that actually is, is fun to tell or fun to share. And, you know, again, keeping it, you know, in that close proximity, right, where it's just like this is a party and we're not sharing all the details allows you to then add details if that ever becomes of interest to you. Yeah, I I, I think that's lovely. I have a sort of short answer version and a slightly longer answer version, but the, the <laughs> short one is really straightforward. I, I think you are, letter writer, a little overly anxious about this in part because of I think fairly understandable uh, anxieties about like sexual shame or like this fear of Mm -hmm. like total surveillance. I have never in my life heard anyone say, oh, we met at a party and then had somebody else say, what kind of party? Yeah, no. Like (laughs) that is a totally, it's true. It's accurate. It's innocuous. No one is going to follow that up with a question of like, what kind of party and did you have your clothes on? Yeah, And if that does happen, letter writer, I just want to say in advance, I apologize. Please write me back and let me know. I will be shocked. Um, but yeah, if you just tell everybody <laughs> you met at a party, uh, you know, you can talk as much as you want about, you know, your first date or how you got to know one another better. And I, I'm just, I feel so confident saying nobody is going to say, was it a queer orgy? Yeah. I Unless mean, it's somebody I, you already feel comfortable saying it to, presumably yeah. the people who were there. 
Well, and I, cause I do feel like too, in the queer community, this is like no big deal. <laughs> you know, like I recently was talking to a friend who was like, yeah, I'm staying in the home of one of my ex's ex with one of my ex's upstairs. And you know, starting to see this person, whatever, you know, and it's just sort of like, yeah, like this, <laughs> this is how we roll. Right. Um, you know, you, you haul enough and, and you start to kind of recognize everybody's stuff, right? Like it's, it's, it's a small, big community. And I think that the, the, there's a part of it that really feels like it's personal to y'all that you feel a little like, is this okay that we met this way? And I think in that way, you know, in that space to just acknowledge or, you know, just look at each other and be like, it's however we met, it's okay. And it's wonderful that we met. That's the good news is that we found each other. Um, and really keep coming back to that place of, of the joy of finding each other. And, you know, I love the idea that you're sitting down and being really intentional about this. Um, and I just, you know, my thing is always like, tell the truth in the way that makes the sense for you. It makes the most sense for you. Um, that way you're not having to come up with something that you're both having to track. And, you know, people do pick up on the energy of dishonesty and you don't want that to be imbued in any way in this love ship, right? Yeah. You don't need to be ashamed that you no. are not saying like who exactly was fisting whom when you first yeah. like met. But, <laughs> you know, I do. This is my slightly longer answer, which is also letter writer. Again, totally makes sense that you don't want to tell everybody you met at an orgy. Absolutely fine. Perfectly reasonable. But, you know, I, I also, I, I hope this isn't just like the trajectory from orgy to nesting. Like the orgy days were all well and good when we were, you know, at a certain time in our lives. <laughs> right. But now the work of growing up must begin and everybody, <laughs> you know, can only have coupled sex and um, orgies are in all contexts going to be embarrassing or too much information. And, mm. you know, obviously whatever decision you two make as a couple around orgies is totally up to you. And I'm not saying like, be sure to continue going to orgies and like email your <laughs> right. great aunt and tell her you went. That's what pride <laughs> is. But, you know, it's also not the worst thing in the world. And no. and if it comes up, it is not that you have just like done something horrible or inappropriate or just like stood up at the Christmas table and took all your clothes off or something. It's I would also encourage you, like, say it was a party that's fine. If someone who you know was there is like, oh, is it this party? And you're just the three of you. You can say like, oh, yeah, it was. Like, you don't have to act like it's this evil, awful thing that you're mm -hmm. ashamed of either. That's right. I really like that. I think that's all that I've got for that one, you know. Yeah, I, me too. Yeah. It feels just straightforward. You know, it's, it's just like enjoy the love that you're in um, and let that lead. We do have one last lightning round question before I go for the day. I will read it now and I will answer it myself because it's a very straightforward answer. I live in a small apartment. I'm trying to embrace a lifestyle of voluntary simplicity and downsizing. I've let it be known in the nicest possible way that I don't want to receive material things as gifts. Most anything I desire, I already have. I have communicated this many times, but my family continues to send me shit I do not want. Most recently, something that I already had. I don't do returns, and I end up re-gifting or throwing this stuff away. I hate the waste. How can I get my family to finally understand without being an asshole? Super easy, super straightforward. I got this from faq.usps.com. What are my mail refusal options? 
Not everyone accepts every piece of mail that is delivered to their home, whether it is unsolicited advertising or something else. When that happens, postal standards offer mail refusal options. You can mark refused on top of the envelope and either put it back in your mailbox or drop it in the nearest mailbox on the corner. That's it. That's all you have to do. Write refused. Don't open it because if you open it, you can't return it. Um, Don't write uh, not at this address or return to sender. Just write refused. Pop it back in the mail. They'll get the picture. And even if they never get the picture, at least you won't get the mail. Thank you for joining us on Big Mood, Little Mood with me, Danny Lavery. Our producer is Phil Circus, who also composed our theme music. Don't miss an episode of the show. Head to slate.com slash mood to sign up to subscribe or hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're using right now. Thanks. Also, if you can, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to know what you think. If you want more Big Mood, Little Mood, you should join Slate Plus, Slate's membership program. Members get an extra episode of Big Mood, Little Mood every Friday, and you'll get to hear more advice and conversations with the guest. And as a Slate Plus member, you'll also be supporting the show. Go to slate.com forward slash mood plus to sign up. It's just $1 for your first month. If you'd like me to read your letter on the show, maybe you need a little advice, maybe some big advice, head to slate.com slash mood to find our Big Mood, Little Mood listener question form, or find a link in the description on the platform you're using right now. Thanks for listening.